0: Hello and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, videomaker, Oakland native, and current pandemic quarantiner. I'm also a big fan of history. I love untold tales, gross facts, hidden secrets, anything weird, dark, and funky from the past. Each day, I'm going to share a few of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's stories. It's 365 with MXM Tune every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 that exactly one year ago today the national basketball association announced that they were suspending the rest of the 2019 to 2020 season transforming the covid19 pandemic then a largely overseas problem, into a full-blown reality in the United States. That was the beginning of what has seemed like a never-ending new normal. And coincidentally, exactly 103 years ago marked the start of a very similar pandemic, the 1918 Spanish influenza, whose first case was officially recorded at Fort Riley, Kansas on March 11th, 1918. That day, Fort Cook Albert Gitchell reported to the infirmary with flu-like symptoms, and by noon, over 100 soldiers at the fort reported that they, too, were struck with a similar illness. Over 500 soldiers got sick, and many were hospitalized, but the outbreak at the fort lessened. Eventually, many of the soldiers went overseas. The world was in the midst of World War 1, then called the Great War. I guess they didn't expect a Second World War just a few decades later. And with six soldiers mixing with other battalions, civilians, and armies, the flu began to spread quickly across the globe. In Europe, it mutated to become more deadly. And well, we're living through the same exact thing now. So, you can probably fill in how this went down. Soldiers across the globe were rapidly falling ill and dying, although news outlets minimized the flu's deadliness at first. As always, history repeats itself. The flu's official designation is H1N1, but even though the Spanish flu probably originated in the United States, it was dubbed the Spanish Influenza because news outlets in Spain were the first to fully report on the fatalities. Europe was hit hard in the first wave, but the flu made its way to Asia, Africa, North and South America, and even more remote areas of the globe as well. By July, tens of thousands of people had gotten sick and died. The Spanish flu didn't end that summer, though cases did ebb with the end of flu season. But as we've seen in the last year, pandemics come in waves. And in fall of 1918, the flu came roaring back. In the second half of August, cases were reported at military bases in Boston and then California and Texas. Once again, six soldiers were sent overseas to fight. And once again, the flu spread rapidly across the globe. This wave was more deadly than the first. After a single military parade in Philadelphia that September, tens of thousands were sickened and 12,000 people died. The second wave of the Spanish flu was also confounding. In the first wave, the flu acted like normal flus. Though deadly, fatalities are mostly the very old and the very young. But the second wave of the flu killed young and healthy people at a shocking clip. Tens of thousands of people succumbed, way more than in a normal flu season. From September to December, 1917, 26,000 deaths were reported in the United States. From September to December of 1918, there were 292,000 reported deaths. Most of the flu's victims were between the ages of 20 and 40. There was a third wave of the flu in spring of 1919, which was less deadly than the second, but more deadly than the first. By June of 1919, the pandemic died down, though there were some isolated outbreaks in cities like New York and Los Angeles. A fourth wave hit in spring of 1920. Overall, over the course of two years, the Spanish flu killed 675,000 Americans and 50 million people worldwide. The pandemic was a traumatic experience, especially for young people who'd survived. The one-two punch of the deadly war and the even deadlier pandemic—yep, that's right—left an indelible mark on a generation. In fact, there was almost a collective experience of forgetting the pandemic. Once it was over, no one wanted to talk about it. It was only mentioned in passing in literature and music. Even historians didn't write much about it. It was, to put it very mildly, a bad time. It's possible that we'll treat COVID-19 like this in the future, though with the internet, probably not. We did learn some important lessons from the Spanish flu. Concepts like social distancing, good ventilation, lockdowns, and community containment. Things we're practicing, or sort of practicing now, were learned in 1918 and 1919. In Europe, cheek kissing as a greeting stopped among strangers. Rumor has it that the steam heat radiator system in New York was designed to combat flu circulation by overheating apartments, so residents would have to open a window and get fresh air. Historians are not certain about this, though. Still, it seems like we could have learned a lot more from it. History is always doomed to repeat itself. And now let's talk about music. Today, in 2019, YouTuber Corpse released Cat Girls Are Ruining My Life. The single was a huge hit, and Corpse has continued to be a major content creator online, releasing hits like E-Girls Are Ruining My Life and Agoraphobic. He's also pretty popular in the Among Us community and is a streamer himself. He was also one of the people who got to play Among Us with Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Ilhan Omar to get the vote out in October. I love Corpse. I think he seems like one of the nicest people on the internet. And I think a lot of people share that sentiment too. And now for our final segment, I'm going to go look at my own photo archives and see what I was up to on a March 11th in my life. March 11th, 2018, I took a screenshot on my phone of what my recommended topics were for me on my Twitter. Um, The first one was just Jin from BTS, which I'm not surprised by. I literally just love BTS and it's been suggesting me like to follow the topic of Jin or like any member um, for as long as I can remember. But I figured it'd be fun to let you know what my suggested topics to follow are on Twitter now in 2021. So let's look. My first topic that I am suggested to follow is Pokimane. I love Pokey She is one of the sweetest people I've gotten to the chance to like interact with online. Um, she just seems lovely. She's really great. The next one is Lily Pichu. I also love Lily. Lily and I actually – Lily ended up doing a remix or at least like a piano rendition of OK On Your Own, the song that I did with Carly Ray Jepsen, and it sounds beautiful. She's a super talented musician and visual artist, and I'm really lucky to be able to have that opportunity to work with her. The next one <laughs> – these are all just creators. Jack Jacksepticeye is my third suggested topic to follow. I actually, I, I can't believe Jack and I are mutuals or Sean rather, are, we're mutuals now on Twitter, which is crazy to me because I've been watching his content for as long as I can freaking remember. Um, my dad also loves his YouTube videos, which I think is incredible. So if you're, if you know, that, that that's what's up. My next one, <laughs> Is the 1975 of which I don't actually listen to the 1975 so that's a little bit confusing but you know what cool uh, nice and that's that's all I've got three streamers recommended for me and a music thing so I mean if that doesn't indicate what my twitter page is about then I don't know what will thanks so much for listening i'll see you tomorrow go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and you can follow at 365 days mxm tune on your preferred social media platforms it's 365 with mxm tune new facts every day so don't leave too soon i'm gonna teach you stuff no it won't be tough gonna go a year till you've had enough it's 365 Bye.